Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. With me, as always, is the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on the hit TV series, Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for being here. Hey, Seth. Looking forward to it. We're doubling down today. We got we got two guests. How about that? Yes, we do. We have the good fortune to be interviewing Liz and Nicole, the founding partners of Hot Dokimato, an experiential event company that is especially re- relevant in today's environment. They've done things for Oprah Winfrey's Harpo production, Christmas at the White House, Children's Hospital of Chicago, Top Chef New Orleans. Um, and a whole bunch of other things that we're going to dive, IBM, Dell, National Instruments, a whole bunch of fun stuff we're going to dive right into. Liz, Nicole, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yes, we're so excited to be here. Thank you. So tell everybody a little bit about Hot Dokimato and what you do that is so different. So Hadoki Mazo is, um, I heard that the, you know, the experiential agency part isn't really our world. What we do is create shared experiences that are anchored in conversation because we believe in creating profitable relationships through genuine connection. The only way to have genuine connection is a shared experience that creates some sort of emotional reaction. That's what we do. So it's experiential in the fact that we made something happen that created connections among people that generated profitable relationship. And that does not necessarily mean it made money. It could be profitable in whatever way you needed it to be. So Nicole can explain that a little more. Yes. And so hot is fashionably elegant. And dokimazo is actually a Greek word that means to test or to try, which is how we approach ideas. And so uh, pre-COVID, we were spontaneous think tanks. We have, you know, the audience. Why would you want to sit in a keynote session and listen to a speaker just speak at you when the best part of the, usually of, of conferences and events is those conversations that you have in the hallway. And so we thought, well, let's build an entire experience around that. It grew and grew. Companies actually asked us, they're like, can you come and do this for our company where we take the attendees and we do crowdsourcing? So we asked the attendees, what problems do you currently have? And um, you know, you're looking to solve and what problems have you solved in, in your business and you could help somebody else with? And so when you give the floor to people and you let them talk about what they want to at the moment. Not only is it great for company insights, but it really like now they're leaned into those conversations. Nobody's checked out. The engagement's at 100%. And they are the experts. Who are we to tell them what the content is? Let them do it. 
So they're the experts that also facilitate the discussions. And when that happens, that's where those magical spark moments happen that happen in the hallway of events. But imagine working it backwards and being able to offer that out to businesses and bring together two different groups of people that normally wouldn't talk, for example, customers and prospects. Customers, what you know, problems have you solved in your business using whatever the company's tool is? And prospects, what problems are you having? And then they sell each other, but they're really not selling. They're, that's the whole thing is they're just saying, I was where you were, and this is what I did to solve that problem and to address it. And so really, this is just about bringing people together and having that human connection be a little bit easier um, and showing people like, you know, you have all the answers actually. And when you give people that power and permission to let themselves be the experts and connect with other people, literally it's unstoppable and amazing. So it sounds very unique. I mean, I, I love what you guys are doing. Um, question for you with COVID, did, did you started this before COVID, I assume? Oh, yes. We are all hugs, not handshakes. So COVID was a big, um, yeah, you can't hug anymore moment for right. us. So, so, so what, what did this do to you? And did you, did you come up with a virtual version of this? And, and, and what's the future look like? Yeah, we were right at South by Southwest last March is when we were supposed to have one of our spontaneous think tanks. People were coming into Austin for South by and coming to our event. And South by was kind of the first big casualty of COVID. It got canceled pretty much the day before it started. So in that moment, we had a choice. We could either cancel our event too, or figure out a way to say, hey, we've shifted it. So what we did, I had used Zoom before and used the breakout rooms on Zoom. And we thought, hey, if you're already in town in Austin, we actually own an event venue in Austin. So we said, if you're already in town, come to the venue. If you're not in town, we're gonna do this thing on Zoom. And we normally use big sticky notes to do our crowdsourcing to find out the topics people want. So we said, if you're here, let's do the sticky notes. If you're not here, let's do it on mural. So we'll do them virtually. And let's go figure out the same problems and solutions and put it together. It was magical, and we realized in that moment it could happen virtually. So we have been nothing but virtual for the last 12 months, and it has, honestly, we went from six clients to 28 um, because just word of mouth, what people want is to connect with each other. Um, what people want is to have a conversation, and what people don't want is an endless stream of broadcasts with only a chat window to connect. Yeah, and I would say where most people see a screen, we saw a portal. And so only about five minutes were we really worried when COVID hit, like, oh, what are we going to do? How is this going to resonate? But guess what? Everything where most people hear noise, we were like, there's actually silence. And now everybody needs the same thing, which is engagement, right? So for our business, we we're like, well, we're going to, I mean, we've gone from, what did we have? 26 to 56 employees. It was just amazing. Just the boom. We have no sales team, no biz dev, barely do any marketing. It's just literally we're word of mouth was going around because we use this as a portal to these once in a lifetime adventures. For example, we did, um, a company came to us and they said, I really want to take my customers on a deep dive, right, into conversations. And our, you know, our sales team's having a hard time getting those, either the first call or, you know, engaging them. How do we stay connected? Well, I'm like, well, why don't we just take them under the ocean on a literal deep dive? And so that's what we did. We created the world's first open water shark dive live on Zoom. And we figured out two technologies that had never worked before in the face of the earth. 
where you could actually, we have underwater drone and a mask that was used before for welding. Um, and we made them work together. So we actually talked to the divers underwater as they were swimming with sharks. Well, that is an invite that a sea level target or customer cannot turn down because it wasn't a cocktail tasting or a cooking class. This took people somewhere that, I mean, nobody's ever been able to talk to people under the ocean. So just imagine the grandiosity of that, right? And that's huge alone. But to be able to have all of these customers come and then be able to talk to them afterwards, it's the most magical thing ever. And so that's what we've been doing right. with a lot of world firsts and awesome things. That's great. Hey, how do you, like, what's the, the cost of your services is, I mean, I know you can get crazy if you're diving down in the ocean, it's different than if you're, you know, uh, you know, doing something on a football field or whatever, but um, what, what, what kind of numbers does, does somebody uh, expect to pay typically? So um, we, when we started selling virtual spontaneous think tanks, especially for customer engagement, we noticed that doing just one didn't work. So you have to have three because the first one you learn a lot, second one you hone it in, and third one you're like, here we go. So a three pack, for example, is about 40,000. And then um, the virtual adventure can be you know, added on onto that. So in, in about that range, I would say is, is, is where we fall. You've done okay. some events for some amazing organizations and companies. Who's your ideal client? We tend to go for the corporate. We Right now, we play a lot in the high-tech space. We speak the language. We came from that background, for, from the agency side and the brand side. Um, but we, we tend to support those corporations that are when they pivoted to digital right now, they're just doing broadcast and they're missing engagement. So those field marketing teams, those marketing teams that are trying to kind of get back to real life, but the virtual conference thing isn't working for them. That's where we fit in really well. We also can just consult and train on other organizations. What we do is not actually rocket science. It is very teachable and learnable. And we want our mission for Hot Dokimazo is to have more people leading more conversations. So we don't want to own or have proprietary conversations. We want everyone to learn how to do it and use it. You want to hire us to consult or to run it for you, we're happy to do so. We also want to arm you with it. Yeah, because imagine the conversations people would have if they didn't care, for example, what title and company that they worked for. I mean, that Right there, that's a solution to world peace if anybody's looking for it. <laughs> so I have a question. So I understand if you have a corporation and you're getting your employees together and you get a chance to communicate with them, you create this unbelievable experience. Do Can you also help companies? Like there's a lot of companies out there that do seminars where they invite people to come to, a, to an event virtually now for the first time they don't know these people. Can you do your business in a, in a situation where you got people that you've never met before and you're meeting for the first time? We just did that yesterday. We had 100 people on an event. None of them knew each other. We have VPs of sales and VPs of marketing that we have invited together to come into a conversation around data and analytics. So our it, the way we run this is we bring people in together. We do the crowdsourcing on Mural to uncover the challenges that they're having, the challenges they've solved and can share with each other. We are good for both introvert and extrovert because the introverts want to jump straight into the deep conversation and don't want to have a 
shallow one. The extroverts are there to bring the energy. So we have someone to look at to feed us the energy to keep things going. So everybody puts stuff on the mural board. We then take what we need, which is a little distraction, whether it's a virtual adventure. Yesterday, we were out looking for sharks off the Pacific coast of Mexico on a research vessel called Sharkwater and learning about the migration, the migratory patterns of sharks and the data and how that impacts eco-conservation. Then we turn that conversation from data saving the world to data in your world. And we had the breakout sessions built from the crowdsourcing. So we needed the distraction to go figure out the breakout sessions. The people that came to the event are the ones running those sessions now. We've just tapped them on the shoulder and said, you have a solution, you're going to run this session. So we spent three hours together. People tell you that no one will spend three hours on your virtual event is because your virtual event sucks. Our people stayed the entire time. Some people left to join a call and came back because they didn't want to miss it. So yes. we kind of figured that magic out. It's really just making your content not suck. We make people meet. One, I got an email from one of our participants who said, LinkedIn just went down. And I think it's because we were all trying to connect with each other after the event. <laughs> yes. And I think that's that's a huge part of, um, you know, of everything that we do is we bring together people and we only have one rule and that's no sales. So both from the, either if you're on the brand side or the partner side, it doesn't even matter because everybody knows like, I'm not even allowed to pitch. Well, now that their walls are down there, it goes down to the most primal instinct, which is, okay, how do you think about that? They're not listening to respond. They're listening to like, oh, they might have the best session of their life and never say a word because they're furiously taking notes and that kind of thing. And so where then now they want, they demand each other after that. I've never been able to have a conversation like that. How cool. And then from the person, you know, the company that brings us in, we also do engagement reports during the breakout sessions. So we track things that no survey can capture, no data research can grab. Like for example, what did they have their camera on? Okay, that's basic. But you know, when were they engaged? They provide a full context story, for example, when they're in a walls down environment. They're not there waiting to respond. It's just everybody, a bunch of peers talking to each other. They tell you, yes, I agree or disagree. Here's why, here's what I've tried. Here's what did or didn't work. Well, to be able to capture that and then hand it back to the company and say, here's your insights, here's who came, here's what they did. By the way, this person didn't talk, but they were shaking their head and taking notes. So they were totally engaged and absolutely, and they had an aha moment like, oh, they didn't even have to speak. Can you imagine being able to measure and capture that? Handing that data back and now there's their editorial calendar for a year. No company should ever be able to say, I don't know what's on the mind of my customers because they literally were able to dig so deeply, deep down. And the cool thing is, is, the customers or whoever their attendees were are absolutely thankful and grateful to have been able to let them in like that. Like in what world does that happen? Yeah, I think yesterday when we crowdsourced, I had that one of my questions for people to put stickies on the board was, what are you measuring? What are your core KPIs that you are sharing with the rest of your leadership team? I now have an entire mural board of every KPI that people are looking to measure so we can create some insights out of that. It's incredible. You talked about profitable relationships. Talk about, I get the engagement factor. I get the communication factor. How are you measuring, you brought up KPIs. How are you measuring in terms of post-event, what effect that had on the company? Did it affect their bottom line at all? Talk a little bit about that aspect. All right, Nicole, do we tell them? Yes. Okay. So um, <laughs> now, you know, when you do any sort of event for an actual company that has their own internal CRM system, they are measuring pipeline revenue opportunities. They're following that pipe. People load them, get loaded to a campaign. You track that campaign to your sales team and you can check the pipeline. What we want to measure is 
did the shared experience we created in that event have an impact on them connecting to drive pipeline and revenue? So what we are doing this year-long study, we are doing this research study to determine a new business metric called return on emotion. So we want to measure if that, so we, we will have these experiences that are live, adventure-based, conversation-based, and we'll have a version of those that are recorded. People can watch it. What are those results post-events and are they different? How are we going to see the pipeline change for the ones that were there live conversing to the ones that just watched something? Yeah. And that will be a new marketing industry metric that if you can measure it, that means you can work it backwards. And so the big hole in the system is usually that marketing teams and sales teams, they don't talk to each other or, you know, they each have their own version of what the other one is doing wrong. But in this, in working it backwards, now they'll be able marketing can build the campaigns that they know will work for sales. Sales excited for anything that marketing pushes out. And that closes a gap that for the entire industry globally has never been able to close and they close it themselves. They don't need to hire somebody else to do that. So that's really impactful and awesome and will be a new um, metric for everybody. And it's been a weird thing that we got brought into um, over during pandemic times because we figured out this virtual connection thing. The marketing teams are building creative marketing events. The sales teams don't see the value in those events. And the marketing teams are like, why aren't the salespeople driving attendees? And the salespeople are like, because your events suck or because I don't know what the point is. So we've been brought in a lot to bridge that gap and teach the salespeople why those marketing events are so valuable. How do you reach out to acquire customers pre-event? What do you do during the event? And how do you follow up after the event so that you can actually use those marketing tools? And that's been a real change for a lot of companies. I like your term return on emotion that uh, I would call that the ROE, um, the, the, you know, the equivalent of ROI return on uh, investment. Right. But, but I heard something and I want to make sure I didn't misunderstand. You said something about there's no sales allowed or something. What I mean, <laughs> what, what does that mean? Okay. Cause it, I, 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 when I think of putting on events, I think of, you know, connecting and maybe making some sales, but you, you you said something about no sales. Yeah, it's scary, right? So think of me from my whole brand background working at high-tech companies. When I go to an event in person, the first thing I do is flip my badge around because I don't want to be the minnow in the sharks and minnow pond where every salesperson goes, oh, she works for a really big tech company. I'm going to hand her my business card and then make 72 phone calls when this event is over. And I'm going to try to court her through the event because I really want her to like me. Now you come to one of our events, it's first name only. There's no, you're the sponsor, you're the attendee. So when you come to one of our events, you see a first name, you start to meet each other on a human level and you start to understand what challenges you're trying to solve, what challenges you have solved and can help. And you jump from the, who do you work for? What do you do to what are you trying to solve? Oh, I know a guy that can help you. So their conversations about problem solving, they're not sales pitches. Here's my PowerPoint. Let me teach you about everything that I offer. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Your, your passion is is obvious. What do you like best about what you do? Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> hi, okay. I can dig this one. So I think that, um, you know, how most people say, oh, find what you're passionate about and build a job around it. Well, we literally just get paid to live. And that is really cool because whether we're, this is what we dream about. This is um, what we can build like, oh, we want to go to this place. Well, great. Let's go create an event over there. And now we're going. Um, we get to think of things that are fun. We get to look at research and um, and say, okay, but what's not being said here? Or what's missing? And then go and build it because the whole idea is around 
this might suck, it might not work, and that's okay because the whole thing is the idea of testing things. So if you test ideas, where do people get to test ideas? You can't do that when you work for a big corporation, that's your job. Like, so not only are you fearful, but you don't have a place to do that. So we say, bring those here and let's give them a shot. And if it doesn't work, that's okay, but guess what? So many more people that are in your same spot are gonna be like, oh, you know what you should do? And now you've created the solution and that creates those deep and trusting relationships that you can't force happen naturally and have nothing to do with us. We just gave them a place for those to be born. Yeah. I love your enthusiasm. You guys together are, it's a one plus one equals five. <laughs> I think <laughs> watching you guys pitch, you've done an amazing job today. Thanks, thanks for sharing all the, the, the details. And, and I think there's a lot of people that could be interested, especially now that you've tuned this into a virtual opportunity. Absolutely. Liz, Nicole, we greatly appreciate you being here on Sharkpreneur. For our folks listening and watching who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go? Dumpymazo.com, which you can never spell it, but it's hot, H-A-U-T-E. If you are a European, you're going to try to call it oat, but we're super American, so we call it hot because it's way more fun to put on a t-shirt. So Dokimazo, D-O-K-I-M-A-Z-O, hotdokimazo.com. All right, this has been Seth Green and Kevin Harrington for Sharkpreneur with Liz and Nicole of hotdokimazo.com. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.